Hi, and welcome to MTG Profits. I, as always, I am your host, Devin, and I am joined by Andy. Hey, everybody. And uh, this is a podcast where we talk about all things magic and typically uh, pay special attention to things that impact the finances of magic, both cards and products and uh, the news uh, as well. As always, I want you to make sure you poke on over to our website at uh, mtgprofits.com. And uh, as always, feel free to check out some of the uh, games that uh, Andy posts on YouTube, the uh, arena matches, and uh, for some slightly different content. So head on over and check those things out. As always, we appreciate your support and uh, feedback. Andy, the website has been freshly updated, so go go get some, some fresh news and uh, other goodies. Go on over and suckle on that fresh content. <laughs> <laughs> you know you love it, just like that drug. It is a juicy, juicy information. Uh, information. <laughs> excellent, You're excellent. Happy to give it to you. Free. <laughs> exactly. You can't. You can't beat that price. It's so, all. You know, talking about value—that's a pretty high value right there. It's exactly. hard to beat free. It's very hard. We love you so much. It's <laughs> exactly. That's right. So we've got a couple of interesting uh, news items today, and um, my my first bit of news was uh, is, uh, regarding some sealed product, and one of my uh, one of the more recent products that I've been liking is uh, surprisingly out of print. They uh, stopped printing Dominaria boxes, uh, and they quit early. So. Um, it's a little bit of a disappointment for me. I had been actually looking forward to picking up some boxes, but um, no distributors have them. And uh, it's kind of a funny situation because we usually get uh, a final warning, uh, like last call notice, and uh, then the distributors get the final orders in. But what happened this time was uh, essentially the product went out of stock at all distributors, no distributors were really hoarding the product, as is typical of products that are about to go out of stock. They'll usually hold some, some product back for their own personal stockpiles to then sell later. And uh, so what's happened this time was Wizards pulled a fast one and said, uh, surprise, bitches, no more reprints. No more, no more fresh boxes of Dominaria for you. So um, I would expect the, sp- the prices to... Uh, 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 spike relatively quickly in compared to other recent sealed products. So it was uh, an in-demand set with uh, fun mechanics that people enjoyed with uh, the vaunted Richard Garfield associated with some of the card design. And um, and it is now out of print, freshly out of print, uh-huh. and in a way that was surprising. So uh, hold on to your sealed boxes. I know you've got one or two floating around. One. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's so. kind of funny. It's been almost... A year since Dominara was released. Yeah, it like it was much. It seems like that. it was three months ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, again, the the product release cycle is so rapid pace. It's like very challenging to keep up. And uh, you know, speaking of challenging, I, that was I think one of your news items too. Speaking of release cycles. Oh yeah, well you know, there's always product coming out. Uh, it seems to be a never-ending flow of that. Um, and there's some more news on this. The uh, Wizards just uh, released news of the next set of Challenger decks for 2019. Yeah. Uh, and I think the, the decks are 
pretty much what we expected. Um, a lot of these are some very standard, very um, well-known and well-played already uh, archetypes. Um, so we have the, the classic uh, vampires, uh, white deck. Man, white that deck, deck was super weak, too. I don't know if you looked at that deck list. I was like, this is terribly weak. It seems pretty bad. I mean, the only thing that I really like out of that is, I guess the history of Benalia is really the only, yeah. only real juicy thing. Everything else seems very it's weak. It's really garbage, yeah. This is, I guess, a, a vampire slash... White weenie know, style. Weenie style deck. This was uh, a relatively well... This was uh, a stripped-down version of... Uh, a Louis Scott Vargas deck that's a red-white deck, and they stripped out all the good red cards and left all the trashy white ones. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, that one's very This one seems the weakest of the bunch from both a financial aspect and a uh, actual uh, gameplay aspect. This one looks probably the weakest, I would say. Yeah, very, very disappointing in, in that. Uh, the next one looks pretty good, Lightning Aggro. This is your, your classic kind of... Speed aggro deck. We've seen a lot of this on um, on arena lately, and uh, pretty pretty potent deck. Very fast. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of fast things with the um, uh, lightning strike, wizard's lightning shock, uh, some lava coils. The the chain whirler is in there for oven, that. which is very juicy. That is juicy. Yeah. Uh, I'd I'd like it just for four of him. Uh, yeah. This one, I think, is probably the best deck of the decks as far as, not necessarily from a financial value standpoint. Although the Rekindling Phoenix is in there, that's a pricey little bugger. Um, but I know he's just about to rotate, that Rekindling. Um, yeah, I think he's, uh, let's see, the Rekindling... He is currently um, 30, was that 32, it looks like? No, 15... He's currently uh, 15.99. Although, boy, I think he might have dropped since probably since the news of his reprinting and uh, probably, it's probably <laughs> his test value down. probably went down like eight dollars. But uh, he's he's sitting at 16 right now, so that's that's a pretty. Oh, that, I mean, the chain whirler is a couple bucks. I think it's like two, three bucks or whatever. I think so I think so. Uh, so you know. I think this deck is probably the best deck to play with if you were going to pick one up and play with it. There is a glaring absence in this deck, and it's in, like, every red deck now. And do, did you happen to realize what was missing from this deck? Let me see. What? Let me look at the cards again. Take a look here. and think about if you were using this deck, what card would you have four of in this? Let's see. we got four at Fanatical, least, Firebrand, the Lava of. Runner... The Steam Ken, I like him. The Machina Pyromancer, the Chain World, the Phoenix, the Lava Coil, Bane Fire. I'm trying to think of two experimental. I think if friendly. you were going to play a red deck in any, almost any red deck right now, and especially one that's like trying to win fast, what are you putting three copies of in your deck? Oh, um, I, I would put the. I think you're thinking of the the one juicy thing, the. Um. Uh, what's the name of it? Uh, the, the the risk factor. The risk factor is exactly right. There's no risk factors in this deck. The risk factor needs to be in a deck like this. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's like the five damage or the four damage and draw three cards. There is absolutely no reason not to have three three risk factors in this deck. Yeah. 
Totally. I, I was like, this is a glaring uh, absence. You know, I was like, what is? What are they thinking? Absolutely, I totally agree. And they even say that they kind of mentioned, well, you could upgrade oh, it by adding in uh, this the risk factor. Oh, they even say, I recommend lay up the stage, excellent. Skewer the critics, excellent. And risk factor first and foremost. First, okay, well, that makes sense. Because I was you know, sitting there reading that, I was like, why is risk factor not in here? And you know, Wizards comes out and says dumb, dumb crap like. Oh, we don't pay attention to the secondary market to when we design our product. That's bullshit. Because otherwise they would have put risk factor in this thing. But mm-hmm. they know risk factor is like a four dollar card, and it would push the value over their over their their uh, you know the amount they want. They're the liking yeah. exactly. So when they say things like they don't pay attention to the secondary market, it's just this is just more proof that they constantly pay attention to the secondary market constantly Absolutely. with Absolutely. every release. You know, and every product. Yeah, you know, that also seems so. I, I don't know, just ingenuous, I guess. Maybe that it is. It's like we we want to make a deck that's really competitive, but we're not going to put the stuff that you really, really would make it competitive. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Wait, so you're going to give me a watered down competitive deck that's sort of competitive? You know, and that's exactly what they seem to be doing. You know, that's what they've done with all of these. And even the last one, which is probably the worst deck, that uh, the Drake deck, but they they changed it. it it's actually a, a currently viable deck, but they've they've taken out some of the best cards and taken the sideboard cards from the Drake deck and put it into the main board, and they called it the Arcane Tempo deck. You know, so this just, was supposed to be, I guess, the, the classic is it Drake type deck. Yeah, but it's, I, it's it's missing four of that critical uh, three mana Drake. It's a X four flyer. Uh, it needs four of those. Yeah, the Enigma any Drake. Of them. The Enigma Drake, yeah. yeah. And it's got, you know, it does have the crackling Drakes, but um, you know, and there was uh, like the, these these uh, Niv Mesut Parans. These were in the sideboard in the original deck, you know. But yeah. they they took out um, they took out the uh, Mythics to put them in. They they took out the Arclight Phoenixes okay. and um, and put in the Niv Mesut instead. I think the ArcLight is is another pricey one, which is exactly why you know when they say things like "Oh, we don't we don't pay attention to the secondary market," you know darn well they do because they otherwise there would be at least two ArcLight Phoenixes in there, you yeah. know at least. But uh, the ArcLight is like twenty three uh, bucks or something. Oh my! Yeah. It was in the thirties until until this dropped. It was thirty two a, a card. Yeah, I remember that. That was a pretty Which cool. that seems obscene, honestly. I don't yeah. think it's that good, but but you know, you need four of it, so you know. What do you think about the last one, the Deadly Discovery, the green black deck? Let's see, let me look at this one. This was the um I actually like the I actually like this one, but again, why are there only two Jade Light Rangers? This entire deck is all about uh exploring. Exploring, one, yeah, with that wild growth walker. You know, and but no, they only put two of the best explore card available in standard mm-hmm. currently. Excellent. You know, so you know, it, it's it's funny. Like, what do you think if if you had to compare these this round of uh, challenger decks to the previous round of challenger decks? Which do you think were better? Hmm. You know, I'd have to see the full list of the last ones again. 
I hear you. But uh, I, I feel that the last ones were better. The, the last ones definitely seem to have a higher power level to me. Yeah, you know? absolutely. You know, they would they would include like four ofs of powerful mythics, you know, or three mm-hmm. ofs, you know. They'd have um, like the Gear Hulk, so they'd have the the really the powerful crew ships or whatever, you know. They they yep. did a very good job. Um, so I think power level wise, the old. Uh, Challenger decks are probably better than the new ones, and and I think even value wise, honestly, the old ones might have been better too. It's hard to say because at current prices, these still look really high. Like mm-hmm. if you price these out, they usually come into the sixties. Yeah, and um, you know they're currently MSRP is thirty. Mm-hmm. But um, the thing about it is, some of these and some of the most expensive cards are just about to rotate. You know, like yeah. the Arclight Phoenixes and like that. Uh, you know, like the the third the the most expensive mythics, they're just about to rotate. So they're yeah. you know they're going to go down the toilet when it comes to value. But um, so I don't know. I don't know if they so hit if it out of the park to, as to, much. To as, buy one, which one would you buy? So just buy one. Uh, value wise, it's definitely going to be the Arcane Tempo, and I'll tell you why. It's it's quite simply the Arclight Phoenix at twenty, even at, you know at twenty bucks. You know, you could just pop, sell him out instantly, yeah, and uh, almost make your money back. And um, and also the sulfur, it has three sulfur falls in it. So, oh yeah, that's the, true. The sulfur falls yeah. is um, not super expensive, but um, <clears throat> what like seven or so? Uh, let's take a look. Sulfur. It seems. Um, uh, wow, it's way more than I thought. Seven bucks currently. Holy cow. What a gap. <laughs> yeah. Although that'll tank because it's about to rotate as well. Yeah. But still, guess what? You know, these uh, buddy lands, you'll see them back. The, it, Wizards hasn't finished tapping that well. No, oh, no. So this land cycle will be back. The buddy lands will return. Yeah. So, you know, if you get a bunch of these and you, you just wait. This has got... This is... Um, <clears throat> This is the kind of thing that you that I would like that I normally pick up at sub three dollars. Like I wait till they drop to like two fifty, yeah. and then I resell them when they come back into uh, stand. You know, I would say too. One other thing I really like about that arcane tempo is the chart of course. Like that card. Yeah. Well. Yeah, absolutely. Like just utility wise, that card is is it's excellent. Yeah, it's a good one. And and it's surprisingly expensive for an uncommon. You know, I think that'll change too because it's probably about to rotate as well. About two dollars for an uncommon. Is it really? Oh yeah. Yeah. And I think even opt is not that cheap for a common either. Yeah. I I I agree. That's probably the most value deck. But if I was get one that I want for fun, I'd want the lightning aggro personally. Is that? Yeah, I think I like the red one the best as far as actual wins. If you want to actually play to win. Like, if you were going to pick one up and try to compete at your FNM, mm-hmm. you know, that's probably the one the one that I would pick. Yeah. It's easy to pilot. It's it's obvious what to do. You know, it's just... Pretty fast. It's going to hit hard. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but, you know, if I could get these, you know, depending on how, how cheap I can get them, the Arcane Tempo is the ones that I would buy for to parse out. I would, mm-hmm. I would pop out those Arcane Phoenixes. Sell them instantly. Keep the rest. You know. You know. One one word of caution though, too. I remember what was the um, gosh, it was a, a it was a Challenger deck one. It just came out not too long ago, and there was one card in it that made it all 
we said all oh, you know, Hazaret the it was the Hazaret, right? Hazaret, no, no, it was. I want to say it was a white card. Uh, gosh, I don't know that there were any white uh, ag- white challenger decks last time. It was blue white. The um, there was a blue white one that was pretty weak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh, it was the um, the privileged position. The privileged position of the Oh, the guild pack. Yeah. No, that was a uh, guild pack. Guild pack. Guild yeah. Pack. That's what I meant. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we, we say, well, that guild pack, or the um, the privileged position goes for, I don't remember, 2022 20, or something. But uh, I remember trying to sell it, and man, it took me a long time to sell it, and I did not get nearly the value that it was. Going. Yeah. You're exactly right. So that definitely has to be taken into account is, you know, demand for the card. Yep. And the demand for cards that are rotating out of standard is abysmal. So even a even a fantastic card like Privileged Position, you know, it's freaking awesome. Yeah. Even that one is hard to sell unless you sell it for a, a deal. Yep. Exactly. Uh, yep. Mm. In any event, I, I do like the idea of the challenger decks. I, I, I like the you know I like the idea of wizards coming out with with decks that are at least freaking playable. You know, yeah, as, yeah. as opposed to absolute and utter garbage like uh, planeswalker decks or even the dual decks. They're so atrociously bad. Mm. You know, at least these feel like a deck. You know, you know. Uh, excuse me. I, I'd almost wish that these. Decks like these challenger decks were the standard types of decks that came out with the set, and that they'd have a, a, a actual real premium challenger deck product that had Absolutely. all the goodies. Absolutely. Nice. You know, I don't know why they don't do that with like foils or something. You know what I mean? Like if you want to have a pimped out version, you know. But but you're exactly right because the planeswalker decks are so bad. And those are supposed to be the products that you point a new player towards. Yeah. And it's like, if you point a new player towards those products, all they're going to do is get curb stomped all day, and they're going to hate the game. Cause, yeah. you know, and imagine you pay, like, what, 15 bucks for a Planeswalker deck, and you can't win a single game ever, you know? And, Certainly not like, someone who's playing a competitive deck. You know? You're just not... Or not even a good. deck like this. You could match them up against one of these challenger decks and they're going to get destroyed. Yeah, they really will. You know? Unless they get very lucky. So I, I think Wizards needs to do a better job with their introductory product lines. Like, cards, you know, products that introduce players to the game need to not be just straight up garbage. Exactly. So exactly. I wish they would do a better job with that. I don't know why they don't learn from other other companies that do a better job with that. I mean, imagine if you were, like, new to the game, never played it before. You want to go buy your own stuff. You know, you don't want to play with your friend's deck. You want to have your own deck, you know? Yeah. So, and, and you're kind of new-ish, you know, and you want to get a sense for, you know, what the game is all about. You pick up one of those Planeswalker decks, it's going to be a terrible experience for you. Yeah, definitely. And then you're going to, and then what's your thought process going to be? Like, oh, my God, look at how expensive my friend's cards are. These mm-hmm. cards are, like... $40 cards, and he's got a bunch of them? Now yep. I have to pay, like, $100 just to just to start playing with him mm-hmm. at a casual level? 
Yeah. You know, it's it, it's daunting. I, I think they I think they should do a better job. You know, I, I don't know why they're so reluctant to do a better job. I don't know. It probably sure all comes back to the money. <laughs> I'm sure somewhere. Yeah. It just seems so illogical. Yeah. But, I don't know. I guess that's why we're not making the the big bucks at Watsy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So. Hmm. Oh goodness. Yeah. But um, what other news items did we have? I think you wanted to talk about Horizons, right? Oh, that's right. The um, the uh, the modern uh, modern Horizons. I wanted to briefly yeah. discuss that. The um, so that is going to be uh, an interesting an interesting release. So um, I still stand by my uh, anticipation that uh, the cards in it are going to be good, and I think they will be sought after cards. The um, the news is now that apparently they're going to um, they're going to slow roll the release of this, even though it is a print to demand product. I think what they're going to do is slowly trickle out the supply uh, in order to avoid a conspiracy to crash of the market uh, hmm. for okay. those cards. I think, um, so apparently, and um, I heard this over on Alpha Investments, that he, who's saying that the distributors have um, essentially told him that the, uh, the cards are going to be slow rolled and the boxes okay. are going to be trickled out. There will be multiple print runs, but um, they're going to be it's not going to burst out onto the scene in a yeah. fashion that's going to, you know, destroy the card value instantaneously. And okay. I, I, so essentially, Wizards may have learned from their past mistakes and don't want to screw up a mid-tier priced product, you know, because mm-hmm. they don't want to. I don't think they want to destroy the goodwill of the community who's buying cards at seven dollars a pack at sure. their mid-tier pricing. I think they're. They're gonna. I think they're going to. Well, supposedly they'll be rolling it out slowly to keep the value high. Okay. And the and the card quality. Well, mm-hmm. I should be careful how I phrase that. Not card quality, but the card selection in the set will probably be relatively powerful, sought-after cards. Okay. okay. So the desire for the cards will likely be there. Okay. So, so there. So presumably they will not flood the market with this initially. Exactly, and um, and I don't know if you read this, but they they said and and you know I have to find this article, but I believe this is from from the Watsi website itself. They said that there are going to be, um, what did, how did they phrase it? But essentially, no modern reprints. They yeah. were all going to be new cards, never before seen, yep. and printings of cards that have never been in modern before. Yeah. So they're going to bring up older cards with the older border and print them into modern and uh, so that i actually anticipate it will will spike some of the card values from some of the older cards that are not currently in modern so it'll be curious to see because a lot of bulk cards may actually spike in price due to their introduction in a modern legal set so the problem is it's impossible to predict which ones those are going to be you know, because otherwise you could just start snatching them up. You know, old cards that are like, you know, 10-cent cards that people don't play because they're not really powerful enough for Legacy or, or Vintage, but um, would be powerful enough in Modern, you know, or Popper, you know. So sure. they'll probably reprint some cool um, 
some cool commons and things. So it'll be interesting to see how, how they do this, but I, I think the, the power level of the cards will be high, the interest level will be very high, and the supply will be somewhat constrained, although not actually limited. So it will not be a limited edition print run, like Iconic Masters, Masters 25, Ultimate Masters, Eternal Masters. Yeah. So it won't be limited print run, it'll just be limited supply uh, initially. So they'll, they'll bottleneck that to slow the, slow the uh, tanking prices. Okay. So we'll hmm. see how it goes. Yeah. yeah. I still don't know if I'll be buying boxes on that. I think I'm I'm gonna wait. Uh, take a wait and see approach. Yeah. So. Hmm. Well, I guess one little side note to that too. We we have seen, and I've noticed a couple articles about this too. About the. Um, well, I guess I I guess I'm getting ahead of myself. We should maybe talk just a little bit briefly here about um, War of the Spark, and uh, yeah. that's oh, coming yeah. up. And uh, I guess two two little items on that. You know, one, you know, we, we talked before about, well, I think we were both of the kind of wait-and-see approach and not, not buy right away on that. I do uh, think those boxes will be pretty good, though. I think they'll be good. But we did kind of break that rule a little bit because last week, and I hope everybody was paying attention, there was a, a eBay coupon that was going around uh, for 15% off. So effectively, with that, you could get a you could pre-order a box of War of the Spark for about seventy-five dollars. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, good deal on that. So I'm sure they'll do it again. So you know, keep your eyes peeled, and we'll try to announce that if we spot it. Um, and you but, know, let us let us know. Give us some feedback if you're interested in hearing about things of that nature. Let us know so that we know whether or not it's worth. Uh, posting on the website under an urgent note or something. Yeah, we'll do an urgent podcast announcement. Yeah. Um, because $75 is not too shabby. To no, anytime you can get any kind of sealed product for in the 70s is is a very good deal. Mid-70s especially, especially in light of the fact of the new higher pricing tier that uh, Wizards is charging distributors. Yeah. So. Anything in the anything in the seventies is a steal of a deal. So look for that again. Look for the deals. We'll try to keep you posted on that. Um, and you pick that up as a deal. And also, as I was preluding to, um, we have seen some some reactions to the War of the Spark as far as certain card prices have been going up. People are <laughs> taking a notice of these and speculating about the War of the Spark. I mean, we, we don't know a whole lot. We know there's going to be Planeswalkers. We know there's going to be Planeswalkers in every pack. Um, not too much else besides that solid. Um, but we are seeing some spikes in um, some Planeswalker-related cards. Um, I think one I saw... Uh, two cards I saw noted particularly was uh, the Osa Teferi and the Osa Nissa. Um, I both saw some write-ups on those. Nice. Um, I know that one you picked even went up, too. Yeah. Your picks from uh, last week, I think. Uh, the Oath of Ajani. Yeah. You mentioned. Yeah, yeah, the Oath of Ajani. You know, I think any of these oaths are, are going to be a solid pick um, going forward. Um, yeah. Because all of them have some sort of Planeswalker impact. Some of them might say are a little bit more powerful than others. Uh, but, 
Uh, yeah. I think they're all still, all of them are pretty good. Yeah, I think so. Yep. I, I particularly like the Oath of Ajani and the Oath of Gideon myself. Um, the Ajani gives your, uh, the cost reducer for Planeswalkers, and the Gideon gives you extra loyalty counters for your Planeswalkers. Yeah, yeah. What's the Nissa one? Is that the one where you get land? The Nissa one is one where you can use any color mana to cast your Planeswalker. Mm, that one's my favorite. <laughs> I remember thinking that that was the stuff. Yeah, and that one has gone up. Oh my, it has... Oh gosh, it's, it's it has, like it's, four it's, bucks. Yeah, wow. it's jumped up dramatically. Yeah. So I would continue to, to expect to see more Planeswalker cards um, uh, spike upwards. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll give you more details and more of our picks on that, but, um, you know, keep thinking about that and, uh, what you want to get. One other one, um, I'll just throw out one that I saw and got a few of, uh, Deploy the Gatewatch. Which oh, yes. That's yeah. the white one, right? It's a white one. It's a little pricey. It's six to cast, but look at the top seven cards of your library. Put up to two plays of our cards from among them onto the battlefield. So, pretty good if you're going to have all Planeswalkers. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty nice. Wow, this one's def- this one's gone up a little bit too. This was one of the trash, this was like one of the trash mythics that you, you know, would have hated to get. Ooh, this is a mythic as well. That should drive that price up a little bit. Yeah. And I'll, I'll give one more freebie pick there too. Call the Gatewatch. Uh, two colors, one white. Search your library. Yeah, search your library for a planeswalker, reveal it, put it in your hand. Yeah, that one seems like that seems good. That, oh, that seems one's like another no brainer to me. It uh, does. It does. You know, any kind of tutor you know, it's just it's just good. It's just good. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a pricey one. It's still pricey in my opinion, but I think, man, you might want to consider investing in it. I think it actually has had some movement lately. Is the uh, the Arena Rector from uh, Battle Bomb. Uh, when the Arena Rector dies, you may exile it and then search for a Planeswalker card and put it onto the battlefield. Oh, my. Yeah. I'm unaware of this one. Let me take a look. Yeah, the, the name sounds familiar, but boy, I sure don't remember that effect. It's about eighteen dollars now, so it's not a cheap. Woo! Uh, Arena Rector. Let's see. Oh yeah, look at this battle bond. Is this a mythic? It must be. It is. Yeah. He dies, exile it. Oh yeah, search. Oh my. <laughs> pretty juicy. Yeah. It must be worth. I definitely see that guy spiking up more. Wow. Boy, that is a pricey little bugger. Man, I don't like the art in Battle Bond. Ugh. Some of it looks some sorry stuff. It's like they took their B-roll art and uh, <laughs> yeah, they were like, "We got to throw out a summer set, boys. Uh, whatever art we have laying around." <laughs> exactly. Get it done. Get it out there. Wow, that's a bad. That's some bad art. I yeah, think it's it supposed to be a woman too. Oh, I I can't really tell. <laughs> yeah. Good grief. I guess it could be. I don't know. Boy, but uh, yeah, they, they, these you're right about these Planeswalker cards. I think, especially because they have a lot of casual appeal, which is actually why I think the War of the Spark is going to do so well. It, yeah. it has a lot of casual appeal, so I definitely think it's promising. 
It's like the Planeswalkers are irritating cards to play against. And uh, But, you know, I guess if you can't beat them, join them. Yeah, exactly. That's one way to do it. I anticipate, like, a lot more cool ways to interact with Planeswalkers as well. Things that remove their tokens, things that um, re- reduce their ability to function, because imagine you have a whole set with all these Planeswalkers running around, and you're going to have to do some... some you gonna would, have to interact. Yeah, I, I would assume there's got to be some, like you said, more Planeswalker-related uh, cards. Yeah, I, I would imagine. I, I hope so. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. We'll find out. Exactly. Yep. Excellent. Do you have any other news items? You know, I really don't. Uh, that's about all I've got for, for the week. Okay. Nothing special. The only other thing, last thing I had, you know, when usually we do some picks and some, you know, potentially things to sell, I, I threw out a couple random picks in there, but um, officially I'd say for like, I had two things that you should go ahead and sell now, both from Ravnica Allegiance, both uncommons, First off, uh, light up the stage. Uh, go ahead and light that up and, and dump it. <laughs> light it up. Light it up. Yeah. Uh, great card. I love it. Uh, this is two colors, one red. Uh, it basically lets you draw two cards and play them until the end of your next turn. Uh, yeah, if you this, can, this is a good it, one. It's a great card. It, and it can only need to pay one red mana if you can pull off a spectacle on it. I think this one's going to see a lot of use throughout its its legal life in standard. But I agree, this is this one's a little high right now. You'll be able to get them later in the future, unless you need them for your standard decks. I would. I think you're right about this because they're selling for about two fifty. Yep. I and you know just as a side note on that, I had four. I put them up last night. They were already sold. Yeah. Oh wow, that's good. How'd yeah. you get four? Did you buy a four of one of those? Uh, four I, of, did. Four of? I did. Ah. Yeah. Is it the kit? Uh, no, I actually went with a different guy this time, uh, who, uh, who, who was slightly more expensive, but offered more. Oh. So I was like, wow, I have to go for the Switch? Nice. I usually, it seems to when, back when I did that, I was always the kid icker. That's what I did, too. Yeah. Always the kid Then that's another secret which we will reveal in time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Keep listening. And the, the right. last other sell pick, I would say, right along the same lines, this guy has become popular, and... He's actually going for more than light up the stage. That is the uh, the Petramander. Oh, the te- oh the Terramander or whatever. Or the yeah. Ter- yeah, the Terramander, the little flying lizard. He or Salamander Drake. It's going to be a, a yeah. This one is in the Drake deck. But this yeah. is this no, is he's another not Drake deck. Or he should be. He, he should he, be, but he's not. Well, you know what? He's in the Drake deck, but they've changed it. It's no longer the Drake deck. They now call it the Arcane, whatever deck. Yeah, so they they, yeah, they pulled the four Terramanders out of the Drake deck, and mm-hmm. it's part of the dumbing down of the Drake deck. So this little guy's going for about three bucks. So yeah. uh, especially you know, at an uncommon, you, you dump these, dump the the little Drake. Yeah, he's cool and all, but you'll be able to get Drake him does? again cheaper. Yeah, yeah. go ahead and, and dump him. Nice, good call, dude. Good call. Yeah. Yeah. Commons you Especially get, Uncommons. So. Good grief. Yeah, two Uncommons, light up the stage, and Paramander. Excellent. Get rid of them. Yep. Sell, sell, sell. Sell, sell, sell. You heard oh, it here oh, first. You heard it here. Andy okay. has commanded. Yes. Heed the warning. Yes. <laughs> Heed the command. Yes, because they will go... This is probably about the high point, I would say, for both of these. Maybe a little bit more, you know, maybe a couple cents more, but yeah. not nothing major like a dollar or anything like that. 
especially these Ravnica Allegiance boxes, because these are the ones that are going to be getting opened, you know, with with their drafting and whatnot, Absolutely. still for a while. So, uh, yeah, go ahead and dump these guys. Yeah, very good. So yeah, so uh, I think those are our, our ourselves for the week. Uh, as always, you know, check out the website, check out uh, YouTube if that's your thing, and uh, may your picks always be profitable. We'll catch you next time. All right. Have a good one. Take it easy. Bye-bye.